Hello everybody and welcome to part six of Getting Through It. So on today's podcast, you've got just myself, we've got no Mark today, but we do have another special guest of Simon Fisher. Hello, Simon. Hello, Vicky. How are you doing? Hello. Good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Good, good. So Simon is going to be talking to us about our mental health first aiders. So Simon is one of these and put himself up for it, I think, a year or so ago. So we brought Simon onto the call to kind of talk us through it, what it means and kind of how we can utilise the services through the campus. So um, Simon, over to you if you're happy to chat around it. Yeah, thank you very much. So as you say, it was something I signed up for last year um, a message went out across the campus to say this was being launched um, and it was something that straight away I thought I wanted to be part of um, it was something I had some experience for so my wife is a mental health first aider as well um, and quite often she talked about going through the course signing up for it, the training um, and how it allows you and helps you to think differently and how you support people so from from that i think i was always quite intrigued by it It was something i was in some ways quite envious of um because i wanted to be able to do that opposed to um just going through life um without being able to offer that support Mm -hmm. um so for me it was i think the main trigger for me though was uh, about four or five years ago um sadly i did watch someone commit suicide um while driving in my car they um, unfortunately climbed off a bridge on the M1 in front, or sorry, on the A1 in front of me um, and had a moment where you just look in someone's eyes and realise what's about to happen. Um, desperately tried to get to them across um, pulling off at the next slip road um, but got to the bridge um, and sadly they had c- completed that act and yeah, uh, you, you find yourself just sat there um, many hours while going through various things with the police and emergency services just thinking what on earth happened um what could i have done how could how could somebody be in that situation to do that um and just thinking that i wouldn't want to ever see or feel that anyone else i know could ever be in that situation um and going through what that person was going through at that time so i think that always lived with me um and from that moment on obviously when this opportunity came about i thought well actually if there's something small I could do with the the outside chance that it is, but if there's a small chance that I could help someone to not be ever be in that situation, um, mm-hmm. then that was something I wanted to sign up for. So put my name forward um, and was lucky enough to be in the first group that was selected to go through the training. So, yeah, there was a, a reasonably sized group that we completed this online. Um, I think it was a new thing to do online, obviously, throughout the COVID times, um, previously been very much classroom based face to face sessions. So it was quite new to us and quite new to our trainer, Steve. And it was really, really powerful. So various different people from various different reasons came together from across the campus, um, shared lots of stories, shared lots of insight into themselves uh, and really went through with Steve on a series of sessions um, following a very sizable textbook that scared the life out of me when I first saw it. Um, but very much followed uh, various different, different themes of how we can help to support. So Steve was always very keen to, to stress up front that this wasn't about 
we were there to be counsellors to someone, we were there to change things. It was very much how that we can support people. So they have something called ALGI, uh, which is their way of assessing someone that comes to you that has something they want to talk about or some, some troubles they're facing. Um, but ALGI is very much um, a step-by-step -step guide as to how you can assess and listen and effectively signpost people to the right places to offer that support. So that's what we set in place. Um, we saw lots of uh, videos and discussions around how that support can be best offered. Um, lots of discussions as well that you may have seen some of the clips that have been shared since then um, around language that's often used. Um, that was very much an eye-opener for me as well. Um, it's very easy to casually throw out certain words or descriptions of people um, without actually factoring what's going on in, in their world and in their mind at that time. So again, very much an eye opener um, and, and just understanding how sometimes we do dismiss somebody who's acting maybe slightly strange as they are maybe being rather peculiar, but we're not actually factoring in as to what it is that they are battling or contending with at that time. So um, that's what we did. We, we, I think all of us successfully passed that training um, and yeah, effectively we were, uh, we were awarded or became mental health first aiders um, as part of that and yeah details were shared online we're very much a view then as to, to, to what happens next so um, most of us didn't know um, but it was a case of as and when people would approach um, or we would try and look look for signs where somebody wants to have a conversation or someone wasn't necessarily feeling um, as well as they could be mentally and therefore we could certainly follow that algae approach to assess and to listen and to signpost them towards the appropriate help. Um, certainly I shared that across my social media just to see does that extend beyond. Um, and yeah, incredibly, I, it was an amazing reaction really from, from friends as well outside of the workplace who took that as an opportunity to maybe have conversations with me that they would have never considered. Um, or friends where I could then see that they were trying to have a conversation with me that I wouldn't have picked up on in the past. Um, just to try and offer that support and just, just be someone to listen to them and to talk to them, um, which we've done. So part of the process is with um, our now group that we formed is that we would meet once a month, which we still do a bit of a drop-in session. Um, part of that's just to make sure that everybody who went through the training is now providing that support is feeling well themselves. So again, one of the things that came out of the training is that anything to do with mental health first aid and anything to do with mental health and wellness is, is very much like, as you are described when you go on an aeroplane, that if the oxygen's run out in the aeroplane, then you are not much help to anybody unless you put your own mask on first. So again, that was part of our training is to make sure that we have, we attend some drop-in sessions to very much decompress talk through some of the challenges that we've faced. Um, everything is completely anonymous. Um, no names are used at any point by anybody, um, but certainly talk through some of the challenges to see how that support can be put in place um, and, and offer that professional training and support from Steve who does those that extra follow-on session. Um, so we do that. It, again, it's recorded um, so that they can see that, or the incidents are recorded so they can see that the right support and the right levels are being offered. Um, but again, completely anonymous, um, no names are mentioned along the way. So 
yeah, um, from a business, I think it's been a fantastic initiative. Um, we've had people from every, well, pretty much any type of department you could attend, um, completely different characters across the board, very much different levels of employees. Everybody is engaged in the same way um, because everybody's set out with very much a view to just, just be that support. Um, and that's what we're there for. So some people may not have had anyone contact them yet. Others may have had that multiple people contact them. Um, but again, everybody has been through that together to make sure that when we do come across somebody or somebody contacts us that is looking for something along those lines, um, then we are in a position to be able to signpost them and guide them and support them through the, those difficult times. So yeah, that's that's pretty much how it started. Um, obviously, it's something that's going to go on for for some time. Um, I think the the COVID world has certainly pushed everybody to their um, limit of yes. resilience in many ways. Yeah, um, I think we've all seen that together. Um, certainly from my point of view, um, even as someone who put themselves forward as a mental health first aider, I think I think I'm comfortable around people. I think I'm resilient. Um, but we all do have our limits and certainly through being stuck at home, not seeing people, I found myself um, in that position over the last 18 months of, yeah, not feeling at my best. Um, I think we all have at some point. Um, and again, it's 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 noticing. One of the things we did in our training was noticing trigger points. So if there's somebody that does talk to you, then look for those trigger points as to say, well, actually, I can see they're not at their best today, so I better check in with them. Um, I better see if they are, if they need some support. Um, and, and again, it's from, from that, knowing your own. Um, so knowing what you can take as well and having a coping mechanism to be able to, to, to handle that. Um, and for everybody that's different. So again, that's something we talk about as to whether our coping mechanism is to go for, to a walk, to offload some of that, or to speak to somebody or to do some other form of exercise or whether it's art or whatever somebody's into. But again, we, we certainly talk around how we can how we can help ourselves because there's only so much pressure that effectively can build up and we can take inside us without needing to have some sort of release along the way. Amazing. And I think Fish, you know, from me and you have spoken, I think you probably noticed, I think I've mentioned in earlier podcasts that, you know, I, I've struggled throughout lockdown, you know, living on my own. And I think you've noticed through me when I've been, I've had up and down days and you've done exactly that, haven't you? So I'm posted for me to say, you know, how are you? How are things going? Um, I think it's it's exactly as you say, it's almost the noticing when people aren't themselves as well as waiting for people to come to you. Absolutely. I think for people to come to you is, is it's really difficult. Um, and mm -hmm. do you know what the, the hardest thing? thing, of course, it is the hard and that first step is always the biggest. Um, once you do yeah. that, there's a big relief. Um, just speaking to someone is already a big relief. You, it's before you even get to some of the more professional levels of support, just speaking to someone is a big step. I think it's the hardest to see in the people that are closest to you. I think mm -hmm. the people that are closest to you overlook it more than ever. Um, and even as really good friends, I think sometimes you, you're used to having ups and downs and bouncing around with people and in terms of jokes and emotions, all those sorts of things. So it, it's, it's yeah, it, it's hard to pick up, but... It's even just asking that question, isn't it, of somebody? Even if you're not sure if they are okay or not, it is just asking that quick question. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's ask that question and, and ask it in a different way or ask it in a different yeah. scenario. Um, one of the other things we're taught of is 
you, if you just say to someone who's casually your mate, are you all right? The answer is always going to be, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's always going to be the answer. So ask it again and ask it again or ask it in a different way. Um, yeah. I just go, come on, you sure? Um, and yeah. maybe ask again because everybody at some point will want to be able to have some help and support. Um, so again, that was part of what we, we talked about is to trying to pick up on those signs, but just make sure you do ask or maybe just have a moment to say someone, do you fancy going for a walk? I think mm -hmm. for me, one of the big things that we've missed in this time is the time that we just grab um, as colleagues, as friends in the office where it's not a necessarily a set meeting or a set lunch. It's the time where you just pop to grab a coffee together and you may be slightly more honest and open with each other. It's that um, chatting time, isn't it? Of course it is. And it, they used to call it water cooler time once upon a time, didn't they? But it, it's that moment just to be able to have, and we talked about this in some of our, in our catch up sessions afterwards. It's that's the things we notice of those times. You might just have a rant for a couple of minutes. But that rant makes you feel a lot better afterwards. Not always, but some of the time. Um, or it might be that you get a chance to talk to something about something that's more important in a quiet way to just to seek advice or guidance from a, a colleague and friend. And these are the bits we're missing. Um, I think that a, a life where it's constantly on the phone without those um, those extra light-hearted moments or those those more sensitive moments is is playing a part in all of us. Um, so it's finding a way, therefore, to be able to talk to someone who might then say. Well, look, why don't we just pop something in for five minutes? Um, Vic, we've done that often enough. Um, yep. Just put in a, a lighthearted call, me, you, Sam, or whoever. We've, we've put in a call and we'll just have a, talk a about chat and a catch up. Talk about, absolutely. Talk about anything there is apart from that. Have a laugh together um, and just feel better about it. Um, and, and that's something that we've tried to I do. Think, and I think that's been something as a reflection as, as for both of us, really, is to, yeah. okay. It's helped us, I think. Yeah. How do, how do we yeah. need to support each other? Yeah, definitely. Which... And I think, I think, you know, we, a lot of us find that we often forget to do that. Our heads are so bogged down in work day to day that actually it is all right for us to take half an hour or 20 minutes away from our day just to go and have a chat with somebody that's not work related at all, but actually just to be normal because we're not having those, as you said, those water cooler moments with people like you normally would. I mean, I'm in the office today, Dan and Stuart in, and we went for lunch, and actually it was it was, it was, was a little bit of normality, and you just feel a little bit more pumped after just having a chat with somebody. Absolutely. I mean, I did it um, last week. Um, drove up to Thorn to, to meet Michelle. Obviously, I haven't seen her in a long time. Uh, we had certain things we needed to go through, but it was more important and better for my working week, the fact that we actually, like you say, we just had some lunch together, had a coffee together, and just had a bit of a general catch-up those sorts of things um it's easy to say it's not work but actually if it makes our productivity better then it was yeah. 20 minutes well spent definitely definitely and i think we do we forget that sometimes that we're all so busy it's it's work 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 and actually sometimes taking those 20 minutes does it helps refresh your mind yeah of course and it does. Do you know what? that kind of push forward these sorts of things as well they show you that there are so many good people around us I was yeah. listening to some of the stories that some of the rest of the mental health first aiders were telling about the things that, that where they've supported people and continue to support people in their lives. And I was in awe of a lot of people of absolutely wow. Whereas for them, it didn't seem that big a deal. They were just doing what they needed to do. But we'll, you'd be amazed of how many people put themselves forward to try and join this. Um, and the business, from what I understand, is trying to expand it and expand it further. Um, and, and across every every office. So even up in Thorn, there's a um 
somebody up, up in there that signed up as well um, and across some of the other locations as well so we are surrounded by great people yeah um, and therefore we yeah help us bring the best out of each other Definitely. I think you know as you said and I think it's I, I was aware of it I think I'm on the Minds Matters group and I know they are trying to get more people after the first tranche of kind of mental health first aiders so again if anybody in the team wants to put themselves up for it I think it's a great idea once they start um, you know re-looking for people I mean I um, I went on a course two years ago and I think the team were quite aware of this I went on a suicide first aid course and I think I found exactly the same as you. Everybody who was on that course was on it for a reason because they'd had something happen in their life that made them go, do you know what? If I can help one person once by having this training, then it's worth its weight in absolute gold. So, and I think often as well, you say people who are struggling themselves, it may actually help them to understand coping mechanisms and not how to help others, but also how to help yourself. Exactly that. that and there's, there's plenty of people that, I mean, our trainer had been through various different challenges of it with his own um, mental health and mental wellness himself. Um, and that's what led him into that role. So this isn't there for the strongest person in the office to be able to be that support for someone. It's there for every types of person who may have been through something themselves and therefore can offer that experience. So, yeah, the, the mixture in our team was was vast. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's it is something that you do that you may or may not use. Um, but it is it, we can liken that to the football this weekend in terms of they go through the CPR and the defib training with people that actually you may never use that. But the moment you I don't do, want to use it. Yeah, absolutely. But the moment you do, yeah. it's the training is all worthwhile um, mm-hmm. because it could save somebody. So and again, it's very similar. And that's some of the things we talked about is to it's easy to recognise physical illnesses. Um, but there is no difference. Um, we simply aren't as well in our mind, um, and, and therefore we need some support with that. Definitely, definitely. I, you know, I think it's such a great thing that the business is doing. I mean, I know we know that we've got you, Sai, as a, if any of us want to come to you, but, you know, if anyone perhaps feels maybe you're too close, how do the team go about finding who else is a mental health first aider on the campus? Mm-hmm. So there is a page out there um, on the internet um, hopefully everyone has seen that and it, on that we have um, there is definitely a link um, from one of the homepages actually on the internet but there is um, there's profiles on there for everybody so people have written I think our profiles we didn't get much guidance so, so we've all taken very much different <laughs> angles on how we write our profiles um, but there's definitely a profile and a picture for, for just about everybody on there um, and therefore it's a case of looking for someone that, that you feel you could talk to so as I said, sometimes the closest person to you is not the right person. Sometimes it absolutely is, but it's not always. And in, in some ways, it's it's it might be easier for somebody to talk to someone they've never met and they still might never see them. And those calls can absolutely be, they don't have to be face to face. They don't have to be with a camera on. The important thing is to just make a call. Um, and again, that was something we talked about and how can we therefore build that connection and sometimes it's just one person has their camera on just so you can see us while we're listening to you or or sometimes neither of you do but again the important thing is to to make a connection um to i to identify that um and to to find that support that is there on offer definitely i think mark and i alluded it to it actually in one of our previous um podcasts that we've done where we both said we've used the primary services and actually i think one of our big things was 
it's great being able to talk to people close to you, but actually sometimes t kind of letting everything out to somebody who doesn't know you at all is actually even better because you've got no prejudgment or also they're not on your side or they, they can't see it from your point of view. They're very much there as a kind of partial um, response. Um, what we'll do at the end of the podcast, then when we send this out, I will attach the link to the Mental Health First Aider page so that everyone has got access to it and they can kind of read a little bit of info on it and, as you say, look at the bios for everybody who's on the um, list throughout all of the campus and all the other locations. Because, again... As you said, we've got people who are kind of, you know, we're all over the country. So if somebody wanted to do face to face, like you say, there's someone at Thorn, which may be closer yeah. to people. So someone at Thorn, obviously, on Midlands, basic, and that was part of my reasoning for thinking, well, do you know what? If if there is somebody like that um, that we can go for a coffee with, um, then absolutely, I'll sign up for that and I'll put on there where I'm based. But we have got people all over the country, um, so it is just finding someone that you would feel comfortable talking to, um, and there's different levels of experience along the way. Um, yeah, and a, and a, a range of people. Um, as I said earlier, I think I wish when I witnessed, well, obviously what I talked about at the start of the, the, this podcast was I, I wish that I'd spoke to someone at that time um, because that was something that stayed with me for a long, long time and it does affect you. Um, and again, cool. knowing what I know now, I would have absolutely had a conversation with someone because where, where I thought I'm, I'm fine, which is the classic response, realistically, that wasn't the case. Um, and it took a long time to therefore kind of self-heal a little bit on that. Um, but in reality, similar to if I broke my leg, I could have let it self-heal, it would recover. Um, but it wouldn't ever quite be the same. Well, that's similar to what your mind does. So, yeah, um, that, that's why it's important because everybody has something that's going on. Definitely. And I think that's a, a big thing, isn't it? Everybody's got something going on in their life. Be, whether they think it's a huge thing affecting them or whether they don't even realise it's affecting them, even just talking about it can make you kind of deal with some kind of situation. Um, you know, I, I think the thing we've been pushing all these podcasts is, you know, it is really good to talk mm. and reach out to whether it be someone very close to you or somebody you don't know at all. It's just being able to reach out to somebody and actually holding your hands up to go, do you know what? I'm, I'm having a bad day. It doesn't have to be, do you know what, I've got something horrific going on and I'm really struggling. It could just be, do you know, today is not a good day. And I think it's, it is reaching out to someone. Um, but it's also, there will be people out there that won't do that, um, that we might be able to identify ourselves, even if we're not a mental health first aider. We can still make that first contact and, and guide them towards the mental health first aider page um, where they can find someone to talk to who can then signpost them to a professional if needed or offer some more support. So do you know what? I think it's that just asking people often, uh, often enough. You cannot ask someone often enough, are you okay? Um, are you sure you're okay? Um, and I think... Like, like you said, like we said earlier, the lack of social um, social meetings and those sorts of things has has put pay to some of those maybe more open, casual questions that we would wouldn't normally ask around the office. Great. Hopefully, when we start to all get together again very soon, I'm looking forward to meeting all your team again next week. Yes, um, yeah. Me too. We can go back to putting a <laughs> smile on each other's faces and, and yeah and and. Um, and, and looking for some of those signs that are more obvious when you can see somebody face to face. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. I think um, it's given a really great understanding for kind of everyone and how it kind of works. As I said, Mark and I will put the link to, I think it's a Confluence page, um, to show everybody where the mental health first stages are. But Fish, I'm sure you won't mind me saying that if anyone wants to reach out to you, then please do. 
Um, that is exactly what I've signed up for. So that's what I'm here for. That's what I've come to talk to you all about today. So absolutely. Um, my Everyone has my number. My Effectively, my door is always open from that point of view. I'm always happy to talk to people. And if not, certainly help to guide them to somebody else that, that, that would be more appropriate for them. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, Mark...